Hey y'all, and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern Spooky, and this week all about some of our nation's first serial killers. Indeed. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. And we are being interrupted by kittens. (laughs) That's right, kittens. The creepiest thing in the world. Absolutely. Kittens. We have a pair of them, so they're running around. We'd like to invite you to our social media porch, have a sip of something cool, and be pleasant company. With kittens. With kittens. Which means check out our Facebook page or Patreon. Indeed. So we're starting out talking about the Harp Brothers. Uh Uh-huh. So Makaija, big harp, he was very, very tall apparently, was born Joshua Harper. Yeah. And Wiley Little Harp, born William Harper, and they are both in the... 1770s, yeah, shall we say. Big harp, little harp. Big harp, little harp. Yeah. And they're considered the earliest documented serial killers in U.S. history. Yeah, well, did they have a reason? I think we should explore that. We'll get there, yeah. They were American, albeit royalist. Wait, what does that mean? As in, you know, when we were still a colony, they were still very loyal to the crown of oh, England, okay. and other people were not. Sort of like when Jane turncoats in The Patriot, and you're just like, you jerk! Something like that, yes. Jane? Well, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. I, I can't remember the actor's name. Somebody Baldwin. Yeah, he is a Baldwin, isn't he? I think so, but... Okay, now that we've nerded ourselves out... Yes. They were American, roughly, murderers, yeah. highwaymen, and river pirates who operated in Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois... And Mississippi in the late 18th century. And like many serial killers to come, they had a signature tell or M.O. (laughs) Modus operandi. Indeed. If a body was found with the guts ripped out and an open chest cavity filled with stones, then it was a telltale sign that the Hart brothers committed the murder. Or Red Riding Hood's grandmother. Yeah. So, loyal to the British crown during the American Revolution, the Harps became outlaws after the war and began robbing and killing settlers in the remote frontier west of the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. And they're believed to have killed somewhere between 40 and 50 people. Just for funsies. Yeah, for funsies. And as the Harps' crime gained notoriety, vigilante groups formed to avenge the victims. And they were eventually tracked down and executed around the turn of the century. Yeah. And their savagery has since entered American folklore. It would seem that they were motivated most by bloodlust rather than yeah. financial gain. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what serial killer is actually motivated by financial gain? I, I, I can't think of one that I've heard that's... Well, that's true. So historians note the difficulty in differentiating the facts about the Hart brothers from later legends of their exploits, as there are a few records of their lives Mm -hmm. from the time period. So they're believed to have been born in what is now Orange County, North Carolina, to Scottish parents. Makaija, the older one, was born in or before 1768. As Josh. As Joshua Harper. And Wiley, in or before 1770, as William Harper. Mm -hmm. And the Harper parents... Settled in Orange County, North Carolina, between 1761 and 63. Mm -hmm. And like many Scottish settlers of the American colonies, the Harpers were Calvinists and avowed Tories loyal to the king. I was about to say Tories means loyal to the king, right? Right, right. Like that I had heard before. Yeah. And historians are not really positive whether they were brothers or cousins. Really? So one thought is that they're 
their fathers were brothers, hence they have the same last name. Uh, yeah. And that may be why is one is so very, very large, and the other is kind of puny. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Of course, the genes could just work weird that way. Indeed. So prior to I know to the, my genes work that way. Really? Sometimes they're really hard to get into. Prior to the American Revolution, Big and Little Harp's father, <laughs> or fathers, may also have served in Tory militias in the War of the Regulation or Regulator War of 1765 mm-hmm. to 71, during which colonists in the Carolinas took up arms against the continuing royal government interference by, of course, British colonial officials. Indeed. This is the dry part, sorry. When the Revolutionary War began, the Harp's father slash ers tried to join the Patriot American forces but were refused because of their earlier associations with British loyalists. For any of our British listeners out there and or any UK, you know, this is old school, so don't worry about it. We love you. (laughs) The treatment of the Harp family by hostile Patriot neighbors, which of course is what the U.S. In the U.S. we're taught that's us. <laughs> Patriots am us. Yeah. All your base are belong to us. Something like that. Leroy! Sorry. Oh my god. You are weird on Dayquil. Oh, the treatment of the Hart brothers, the Hart family by hostile Patriot neighbors may have contributed to big and little Harp's feelings of persecution and their desire for revenge against people they considered rebellious traitors who were still the British subjects of King George the Third, who can be seen in Hamilton. Indeed. According to Discovery ID, a show we watch called Evil Kin, mm-hmm. the boys saw their parents hanged for being Tories and the that act of brutality rather cemented their nature thereafter. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you saw your parents killed you'd have a that is murder hard on too. I mean, that's how you get Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want Batman? That's how you get Batman. Around April or May, seventeen seventy-five. In this case, <laughs> the young Harps left North Carolina and went to Virginia to find overseer jobs on a plantation. It seems like they just had that sort of. I don't know, savage yeah. <laughs> bit in them. Big Harp later traveled in the company of two ladies, Susan and Betsy Roberts, probably sisters, both of whom bore him children later on. Um, to a little side note, I think in if anybody has ever seen the Quentin Tarantino movie Django Unchained, he actually hunts the Harper brothers. Oh. And they are a really tall guy and a really short guy. Oh, maybe yeah, it's them. Yeah, so... Because originally the name was Harper. It got changed yeah. at some point Yeah. Um, to look less Tory, I think. Yeah. Little Harp married Sarah, or Sally, Rice, the daughter of a Baptist minister. They attempted to pass as respectable for a while. For a while. So, we're going back a little bit. Little is known of the Harp's precise whereabouts at the outbreak of the American Revolution. According to the eyewitness account of one Captain James Wood of the Continental Army. (laughs) I was thinking of James Woods. I'm sorry. Yes. After his service, he then went on to play Hades. Mm, Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. (sighs) James Wood of the Continental Army. They joined a Tory, uh, air quotes, rape gang in North Carolina. Oh, wow. Guess what they did. These predatory loyalist criminals took advantage of wartime lawlessness by raping, stealing, murdering, and burning. And it sounds like basically becoming... Land pirates. (laughs) Turning into Vikings (laughs) or something. Yeah, the land pirates. Destroying property, especially the farms of Patriot colonists. Mm -hmm. 
Sounds like a good time for guys like this. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and the Harps gang took part in the kidnapping of three teenage girls, a, yeah. and a fourth girl being rescued by Captain Wood. Yeah. The Harps also served as military associators. Now, this is not something I'd ever heard of before. They were not given soldiers' uniforms, weapons, or pay by the British government. They were just, I guess, sort of mercenaries doing it for the fun of it. Loyalist volunteers, they survived by foraging, robbery, and looting. Well. The captain, Captain Wood's son was Frank Wood, a patriot soldier of the frontier Overmountain Men. Captain Wood also had a daughter, Susan Wood, who was later kidnapped and made the wife of Makaija Harp. Frank would claim to have seen the Hart brothers serving loosely as Tory militia at the Battle of Kings Mountain in October 1780 under the British commander Major Patrick Ferguson. Yes. Later, the Harps served under the command of Lieutenant Colonel Bannister Tarleton, who we see in The Patriot. Yeah. His British legion at the Battles of Blackstocks in November 1780 and Cowpens in 1781. I want to know who named the place Cowpens. Yeah, they probably had horse fields. Yeah. It's like, oh, we live in Cowpens. We raise goats. <laughs> so following the rather decisive British defeat, sorry, UK friends, by Patriot and French forces at Yorktown in 1781, the Harps left North Carolina, dispersing with their allies the renegade Chickamauga Cherokee to Tennessee villages west of the Appalachian Mountains. Now, weren't those Cherokee known for brutality? I honestly don't know. I've always heard that Cherokee were not particularly brutal, oh. but I don't know. When we were watching Evil Kin, it just they learned survival from their Cherokee associates. On April 2nd, 1781, they joined war parties of 400 Chickamauga to attack the Patriot frontier. So maybe they were a little violent. The frontier settlement of Bluff Station at Fort Nashboro, which became Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. which would be assaulted by them again in July 1788 or April 1793. I'm not sure if that's or or and. Oh, well. In August of 1782, the Harps accompanied a British-backed Chickamauga Cherokee war party to Kentucky at the Battle of, get this, Blue Licks, where they helped to defeat an army of Patriot frontiersmen led by Daniel Boone. Which, if you don't know your history, he died at... The Alamo. Sorry, I forgot. Yes. During the Harp's early frontier period among the Chickamauga... Amongst? Among? They lived in the village of Nickajack near Chattanooga, Tennessee, for approximately 12 or 13 years. We apologize for the names, even though they sound a wee bit scandalous. (laughs) Well, they're just good native names, but I'm pronouncing them badly, I'm sure. They learned survival and developed a fondness for the tomahawk. Who wouldn't? (laughs) Come on now. Calmer people, I suspect. And during this time, they kidnapped Maria Davidson and later Susan Wood. In 1794, the Harps left Nickajack just before it was conveniently destroyed in a raid by the American militia. Okay, I want to go and just because just I, I don't know if it's being translated well onto audio... The na- the spelling of that is N I C K A J A C K. Not Nickelback, Nickajack. Yes. Or Nikajik. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not up on Cherokee pronunciation. Probably I should have. The brothers would relocate to Powell's Valley around Knoxville, Tennessee, where they stole food and supplies from local pioneers. Like they have been previously doing. Right. They 
may have disguised their Tory past from their patriot neighbors by changing their original name of Harper, Mm -hmm. which was a common loyalist surname in the Revolutionary War era North Carolina. So again, they're unknown about where they might be in the summer of 1795, but by the spring of 1797, they were apparently living in a cabin on (laughs) Beaver's Creek near Knoxville. Wow. On June 1st, 1797, Wiley Harp married Sarah Rice. That's little, by the way. Yes, that's a little one. And that was actually recorded in the Knox County marriage record. Interestingly, Big's wife, Makaija, had a sister that he treated like a second wife. And both brothers shared all three wives. In between their criminal activities, the brothers managed to have at least one child apiece with each of the the wives. And, and apparently they, A&E never developed a reality show about these guys. So. <laughs> um, yes. Well, and again, you have to remember that ladies of this time, especially if they were, whether kidnapped or not, once they were legally wed, there was not much they could do to fight back. Well, or, there was also a joke about the sister wives thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a thing. (laughs) Indeed. Sometime during 1797, Mm -hmm. the Harps began, or perhaps continued, a vicious crime spree. (laughs) I was about to say began, really? (laughs) Through Tennessee, Kentucky, and Illinois. Wouldn't it be continued? (laughs) They later confessed to the killings of a confirmed 39 people, but the estimated combined total, including unknown victims, may number more than 50, hence the we're not sure. What follows are the accounts of a few of the murders the two committed. How many people have you killed? Uh. 50-something. I can't count. I don't know. (laughs) So while they were living in Knoxville, Tennessee, they were driven from the town after being charged with stealing hogs and horses. Which back then was actually a a punishable crime. Like, you could could face the rope for that. Well, horses especially. That's sort of like car theft now. Oh, yeah. They were also accused of murdering a man named Johnson, whose body was found in a river, covered in pee, and ripped open. Wow. With the chest cavity filled and weighted down with stones. This became a signature corpse disposal method of the Harps' killings, and they reportedly butchered anyone at the slightest provocation, and they were easily provoked. And you! What'd you say to me? Basically. (laughs) And they were indiscriminate. They killed men. They killed women. They killed children. They even killed infants. So, warning. Wow. So, from Knoxville, the Harps fled north into Kentucky. They entered the state on the, quote, Wilderness Road near the Cumberland Gap. Mm-hmm. Now, it's called the Wilderness Road. It's really more of a trail. Mm. But it was used by travelers who were, not shockingly, easy targets for the pair. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were highwaymen. No, yeah. Now, answer me a question. Now, this this goes along the line of the time period, but I've never understood it. Why is it that any time an officer is walking down the road, they're saying, this is the King's Highway? You are asking the wrong person. Like, any time I've ever, like, heard someone talking about it, seen it in a movie, it's like, you're walking on the King's Highway. It's like, did he adopt this highway? Like... I would assume that just means this is British land. Oh. Uh, sort of like all the deer that exist in the... in. England are the king's deer, at least back in the day. Uh, Basically, what follows is a list. In December, they murdered two travelers from Maryland. Next, a man named John Lankford, who was traveling from Virginia to Kentucky. A local innkeeper did link the killers with the murders and notified authorities who were able to catch and arrest the brothers along with their family. Yeah. 
But their time in jail didn't last very long because, um, well, they managed to escape. They, they, oh yeah, this is when they pulled the ghosting. <laughs> yes, they disappeared, and then the wives were sort of put on trial, but everyone felt sorry for them, and because they were, they like, were oh, pregnant. Oh my God, they made us do it. That type of deal. Yeah. So yes, they escaped. When a posse was sent after them. The young son of a man who assisted the authorities was found dead and mutilated in the typical Harp's retaliation. Wow. So, yeah. April 22nd, 1799, yep. Kentucky Governor James Garrard placed a $300 reward on Oof. each of the Harp's heads. In 1799, that's a lot of damn money. Yeah, I we haven't calculated it recently, but that's... I would say that's a lot. So they ran northward. The Harps killed two more men, Mm -hmm. Edmonton and Stump. I don't know why. When they were near the mouth of the Saline River, that sounds rather clear and refreshing, (laughs) in southern (laughs) Illinois. (laughs) Yes. The Saline River. (laughs) They came upon three men camped there, and guess what they did? They had tea and... No, they killed them. I was about to say, what, they cooked them dinner? (laughs) Nope. They then made their way to Cave-In Rock, a natural cave on the bluffs near the Illinois bank of the Ohio River, and a stronghold of the river pirate and criminal gang. The lead was Samuel Mason. Mm -hmm. The Mason gang. (laughs) A posse had been aggressively pursuing them, but they stopped just short of the cave on the opposite shore in Kentucky. The Harps, and family in tow, holed up with the Samuel Mason gang, they preyed on slow-moving flatboats, making their way along the Ohio River. Yeah, which is a pretty long river. Now, while the Mason gang could be ruthless, even they were appalled at the actions of the Harps. You know it's bad when pirates are like, Dude, your girl criminal is a bad name. You need to stop. The pair would were be in the habit of ma- taking travelers to the top of the bluff, stripping them naked, and pushing them off. So at wow. that point, Mason asked them to leave. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, please leave. You're you're just you creep us out. <laughs> you guys are bad. <laughs> like we're just pirates and all, but geez guys. <laughs> so then the harps I don't know if they would be pleased by this or disappointed, but you know, they seem to be happier on their own. They returned to eastern Tennessee mm-hmm. where they continued their con- well, yeah, the the ever going on vicious murder spree. Yeah. And it's just another list of they killed a farmer named Bradbury, a man named Hardin, a boy named Coffee in July 1798. I don't even know why they're giving us names of these people, but lots of people disemboweled, thrown in the Holston River. Shot, um, hung, stretched, disemboweled, and quartered. Well, maybe not all of that. Let's see. There was John Graves and his teenage son found dead with their heads axed in. Wow. In south central Kentucky. Yeah. In Logan County, the Harps killed a little girl, a young slave, and an entire family who were asleep at the time. Yeah, these guys were, um, they were kind of messed up. Yeah. Now, in, it gets worse. In 1799, mm-hmm. a few miles north, uh, northeast of Russellville, Kentucky, yeah. Big Harp killed his own daughter by impacting her quickly against a tree because her crying bothered him. Apparently, this is the only crime that he would confess some sort of remorse. Dad of the year, this one. Right. It's believed that they were being pursued and the child's mother couldn't keep her quiet while they were in hiding. Wow. So he grabbed the baby and killed her. Wow. Douchebag. Right. 
I imagine there was a little unrest amongst the wives. Oh, I, I could imagine, you know, they probably didn't like him after that. So the Harps went to collect some debts from friends. I'm not sure what prompted that, but they sought out a Mr. Moses Stiegel, and they found his wife and child at home alone. As was tradition, the Harps were given shelter at the Stiegel home. Yeah. And collected the dollar, the whole dollar that was owed to them. I think that was, what, about $10 or so? Uh, no, they said it was the equivalent of like $25 okay. nowadays. So, okay, uh, well, there's that. The We could probably calculate that $300. Yeah. That would be a lot. Now I'm envisioning a million ways to die in the West. A dollar? I've never seen a dollar. Nobody's got a dollar. Let us see the dollar. <laughs> there it is. It's beautiful. Take your hat off, boy. That's a dollar bill. So they apparently there was another overnight guest named Major William Love, but they killed him. What? They allowed. <laughs> Who didn't they kill? They allowed Mrs. Stiegel to um, cook dinner for them, and apparently. Big Harp thought he would help and hold her baby for her so she could cook. And he put the baby to bed, and she later discovered that, no, he'd killed the baby so it would stay quiet. When she protested ever so slightly at this inconvenience, she too was murdered. Wow. (laughs) When Mrs. Stiegel, yes, she was also murdered at the sight of her child, Moses Stiegel returned home to find his house burned down and the scorched bodies of his family. This would also breed Batman. Yeah, slightly bad feelings after this. Yeah, yeah. There there there's there break up a fight. You know, I, I can I can it borderlines animosity. Yeah, he probably <laughs> isn't going to be like, oh well, that's okay. I can I just can... get another one. <laughs> no, <laughs> that 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 I would probably turn into one of them too. In July seventeen ninety nine the two fled west to avoid a new posse organized by John Leeper. I was about to say, yeah. Which included the avenging husband and father, Moses Stiegel. Batman. While the, while the pair is preparing to kill another settler named George Smith, the posse finally tracked them down. It is supposed that the wife whose child Big killed yeah. um, may, may have pointed them out. The posse had... I don't know why she would do that. Can't imagine. Oh, no. Not at all. (laughs) Where are your husbands? They went that way. (laughs) The posse called for the Harps to surrender, uh, but of course they decided to flee. And this is the first time anything bad actually happened to them, I think. The posse shot Makaija Harp in the leg and the back, and he was paralyzed. I'm surprised that's all he got. Well, it isn't. No. They uh, managed to subdue him further with a tomahawk, and as he lay there dying, apparently he did confess to 20 murders. And while Makaija Harp was still conscious, Moses decided, Moses Stiegel decided to take a little bit of revenge, cut his head off with a knife. Which, if no one's done that lately, that's long, bloody, and nasty. Yeah. And you stay alive way longer than one might expect. Yeah. There's a reason why when they would behead people back in the olden days, they'd use big heavy weapons so it was swift, one-cut type deal. Well, I don't think he wanted that this no, time. No, no. And in the Evil Kin show, yeah. one of the historians said that Makaija, being the consummate badass, said something to the effect of, Damn, you're a bad butcher, but cut away. Later, his head was spiked on a pole. 
Or in a tree, we're not really sure. Yeah. At a crossroads near the Moses Steagle cabin that is still known as Harps Head yep. or Harps Head Road yep. along a modern day highway in Webster County, Kentucky. Been through there. Did you see the head? I, uh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> but you did note that it was called Harps Head. Yeah. I always wondered why it was called Harps Head. Yeah, it sounds and sort now of I know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, not musical or pleasant at all. Right. Wiley, Harp, successfully escaped. Now, it's never mentioned how he felt about being without his rather large companion. Um, But he successfully escaped the Mm -hmm. confrontation and rejoined the Mason gang. I guess maybe they were... Not Freemasons. No. The pirates. The pirates (laughs) at Cave-In Rock. Now, I'm wondering if maybe mason thought well it's just one of them and it's the little one maybe he's not quite as terrible right four years later wiley harp might have been captured along with the rest of the gang but went unrecognized because he was apparently using the alias of john seaton but both harp and samuel mason escaped but mason somehow was shot possibly by wiley we don't know yeah afterwards now this is interesting little harp and another gang member peter alston son of the counterfeiter philip alston tried to claim the bounty on samuel mason so yes they took mason's head took it to a magistrate and somebody recognized little harp i wonder why they were both promptly arrested and they also escaped were recaptured tried and sentenced to be hanged in january 1804 wiley harp and peter alston were executed by hanging and their heads were gently removed and placed high on stakes along the Natchez Trace as a warning to other outlaws. Indeed. Now, the Harp women led relatively respectable and normal lives after the demise of their husbands. Not accounting for PTSD or anything uh, like Well, that. that's not been mentioned or recorded, and probably back in the old frontier, everything was just so traumatic. That was just normal. Yeah. I don't know. Upon the death of Makijah, Big Harp, the women were apprehended and taken to Russellville, Kentucky, to the state courthouse, but were later released. The townspeople did not believe the women participated in their husband's savagery and really felt sorry for them. And it's not known whether the women did participate or if if they were just, you know, innocent women following them behind. Sally Rice Harp went back to Knoxville to live in her father's house, and for a time, Susan Wood and Maria Davidson, or Betsy Roberts, I don't know why everyone has so many names, lived in Russellville. Mm -hmm. Susan Wood remarried later and died in Tennessee, and her daughter went to Texas. Well then. Basically, here's more information of they all just got remarried, lived normal lives, and just died in their old age. Indeed. But curiously, Sally Rice um, traveled with her husband and father to their new home. I hope not the same person. No. (laughs) Via the Cave In Rock Ferry. So while the death toll remains unknown, the details of the bloody case continue to haunt the region. So much so that many of the Harp descendants have changed their names so as to disassociate themselves from the infamous pair. Well, I think I would do the same thing. I did try to see if there was any ghost lore attached to this, because with 40 or 50 people dead, you would almost assume there probably was, but I haven't found anything specific, except for one friend of Makaija took him to a tree and said, this is the witch dance tree, and if you, the witches dance here, the grass won't grow, and he proceeded to mock the whole experience, and was captured shortly thereafter, so maybe that wasn't so good. Yeah. 
But yes, here again, we are at the end of another episode. Indeed. A rather bloody episode. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, this is definitely one of our true crime ones. Yeah. True crime with lots of crime and a side of crime and a, you know, chaser of murder. Yeah. So true historical crime. Oh, absolutely. As always, please be sure to stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Yeah. Make a suggestion about some stories you've heard and legends near where you are, or if you have a creepy tale or true crime or something. Give us something to work with, people. Indeed. We're always up for new ideas. Right? We got some stuff coming up fairly soon. I'm excited about. I hope so. Yep. And uh, leave us some five-star reviews on the podcast platform that you use. And some likes on Facebook. Indeed. Or just say hello. Yeah, you can do that. We have a new member on Facebook who said hello and gave us some suggestions. Indeed. For the next Cryptid Catalog. So that'll Mm -hmm. be fun. Oh, yeah. As always, I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. What if I want to be the Florida man? Well, you can be the Florida man if you want. I'll be Carolina girl. It is Pride Month. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Well, until next time. Bye, Bye, (laughs) y'all. Hey, Wiley. (laughs) I see your brother. He's hanging out. God, you're mean. (laughs) That's not even funny. (laughs) He seems like he's a bit on a limb right now. Oh, Lord. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Guess it wouldn't be a time to lose one's head. Please stop. Yeah. (laughs) Not a way to get ahead in life.